What's up, guys? Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And today, as you can see from the title, we're going to be talking about doing your fucking job. But first, if you're a new listener, two main things we hit on in this podcast, business and health and fitness. So on the health and fitness side, we run an online health coaching company, SD Evolution. Basically, we help you filter through the bullshit and feed you back the good stuff and digestible bite-sized pieces. So educating the general population about what they should be doing to be healthy, to make uh, sustainable changes and implement healthy habits into their current lifestyle. So nothing drastic changes, but they do see positive improvements over time. On the business side, we have a unique perspective. Um, Fit Coach Pro is actually the software we use to coach our clients with SD Evolution, and we lease that to other coaches. So we are not at the top of the food chain by any means in either of those companies, um, but we are. We have had a lot of success. So the unique perspective is that we are doing things from a, a middle of the road standpoint where we have seen you know, tremendous success over the past six, seven years we've been in business doing this stuff. Um, we do some things right, we do some things wrong, we learn along the way, we wanna share that with you guys. So if you're in a similar spot in your journey, or even if you, you work for someone else, you're not necessarily an entrepreneur, just giving you some principles to help you succeed, thrive, and continue climbing that ladder. So that's what we're all about. Also, if you are a returning listener, please leave us a review. So we do this for free, free podcast, free content, free advice. Um, we love doing it, but if you can just spread the word, whether it's tagging us on an Instagram story with the episode, you know, leaving us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcast, whatever that is, we appreciate it. We love you guys, and you know, we just want to keep spreading that good word. And officially today, we are back on YouTube, as you can see if you're watching on YouTube. So you we like have our sign, our really cool little neon sign in the background. If Josh's, you're not watching on YouTube, just go there now to see our awesome sign. Josh built this little wall behind us and we have our man Brutus who you probably can't see on the podcast anywhere, but it's our little cow on the wall next to Josh. But it feels nice and cozy in here, so I'm excited. So we've taken a few breaks from this podcast, but I feel like this is probably the best reason that we've had for taking a break. We've taken a break in the beginning because we didn't like the direction it was going. It was very robotic. Um, we had some random shit kind of in the middle with a different break, but this one was like the move into our dream home. Yeah. I mean, the last episode was in my parents' garage. We were cold and, you know, did the best that we could with the little setup that we had there. And it was fine. Honestly, it looked, it looked fine. You, I loved the light that you put up there and we made it work for the last nine months, but it just feels so good to be able to walk into our office and sit down and like podcast the way that we envisioned this to be. So I'm going to do a quick segue because you said we made it work. So I feel like everyone, this is, this could probably be its own podcast, but we're always waiting for the perfect opportunity to do X, Y, and Z. And I think that's been part of a different podcast, but because we continue to push forward, like that's how we got here. Like we didn't take we took little breaks throughout, but we didn't stop doing something or say, you know, we're not going to do it until we get to this point. We are at this point, literally sitting in our dream office in our dream home that we've visualized for years because we didn't say, oh, we'll do it later. Like we took action the entire time. And that's part of the content we're going to be bringing you guys. Yeah, that's a, that's going to be an episode that we talk about after this one. So if you want to come back and listen to that, we're going to go off on that tangent in the next episode. But today is all about doing your fucking job. I don't like to rant. I think I've spent a lot of time over the past years, you guys who are current listeners and former listeners probably know, um, transitioning you know, from a mental health standpoint, introducing a lot of spirituality aspects to my life. 
um, been pretty even keeled. So even ranting, I take that as a form of complaining, which is something that I, I try not to do. It has been a brutal two months, month, however long it's been prior to moving up to this and even into moving in. Um, so it very much, this rant very much ties into the concepts I want to talk about. So we're going to take a little time to rant. I'm going to go through a lot of the bullshit we've been dealing with, what you can learn from that and how to make sure you don't fall into that same trap. So got a little list here. We're going to start with the mortgage. <laughs> it's, it's mind blowing to me because a lot of these things that we're about to talk about are me wanting to give someone my money, me wanting to purchase something or pay for something, pay for a product, pay for a service, pay for insurance. So it's, it's literally a, a drop of the ball. And if I could go anywhere else, like if these weren't monopolies, I would drop these people instantly. So as far as the mortgage company, one of the silliest things that we went through was just getting them to do their job. So you have a 60 day rate lock. What that means is after 60 days, you lose that promised rate. So rates have been going up, mortgage rates have been going up. You have 60 days to close to get them everything that they need so that you can close on time. Needless to say, we didn't close on time, um, but there was no reason for it. So they would ask for documents. I got them everything literally within 20 minutes um, and I would ask them. So like they would need follow-up documents based on certain criteria and I would know what those were. So I said, hey, you know, you guys said this last time, you're probably gonna need the statements from these two other accounts. Please let me know right away. I'll get this right over to you so we can keep this thing cruising. They wouldn't answer for two weeks. And this wasn't one time. This happened multiple times. Every time. So two weeks go by. Oh, yeah, you know, we do need those documents. So we go through, we go through, we go through. And at this point, like when this is all happening, I'm not thinking too much of it because we still have 45, 50 days prior to closing. So we're just dealing with it. But then we get into crunch time and they're still asking me for stuff. And they say, okay, this is the last thing they need. Send it over to them. Two days later, okay, we need two more things. And I'm starting to get frustrated. And then we get into the actual crunch time, the, the last couple days, and they're still asking for stuff. They're still waiting for underwriting. <laughs> they asked for our, uh, our title search information. This gets sent from my attorney to the mortgage company. So they asked me for that because they said it wasn't sent over. So I'm calling my attorney. I'm calling them back trying to put the pieces together because my attorney said they sent it over. So come to find out, they did send it over to the mortgage company directly to their title department. So I called them back to tell them that I'm like, hey, this is the email, this is where it went. The answer that they said to me back was just, oh. I'm like, you didn't check with your title department before you called me asking for my title information? No, we didn't think to look there. And it's just, it's mind boggling things like that. So we ended up getting delayed. Um, our, our stuff has been in a U-Haul, you know, prior to this for a couple of days, everything's packed up in boxes. We're living out of boxes and it's just, like, hey guys, you know, I, I know we got to close on Friday, got to close on Friday. There's no fire in anybody's ass because it doesn't affect them at all. You literally called them multiple times from Monday to Wednesday when we officially found out we weren't closing on Friday. But it's funny because this whole time, in my mind, the only thing that would delay our closing, I would have thought would have been the house not being ready. And the house was ready <laughs> to go. Sitting and there waiting for us. It was the bank that delayed the closing because they just had 60 days to do their job and chose to wait until the last two weeks before. Not even. So they started hustling. Like we, they started getting responsive with two weeks prior, but they didn't start hustling for the last week. And that was my, my frustration. I'm like, it's not that you guys need this stuff. It's that you waited until this time to do it. Nobody cared until three days prior. Nobody cared about my closing date. Nobody cared to give me a heads up that we weren't going to meet that closing date. So it was very frustrating. I'm not going to dive too into you know the rant. I just want to get through the, the basics of this. So next up was our health insurance, which we didn't have until yesterday. 
So with the health insurance, we finally, finally finished up with the mortgage and with the health insurance, um, I'm supposed to get my new bill, let's say two weeks into January because my plan switches over February 1st. I have nothing in there. I call like, oh no, it's going to be up by the end of the week. Never goes through. I call back. Oh, it's just sitting in this queue. I guess I'll send that over to my billing department. Had I not called, I would have literally, my insurance would have been canceled. So there was no lapse because I called because I was getting them on the horn and making sure they were doing this. So it started processing, but it still didn't process for three more weeks. So there was no health insurance from February 1st until yesterday, February 11th, literally because somebody didn't send an email to the billing department to do that. And I made three, three phone calls this week alone. Each person told me that they were doing it. They sent it to urgent, whatever flagged it. Not until the third person who actually expedited it and did their job. And I had, I had insurance within 12 hours from that point. But the first five people I talked to and two this week literally just didn't do it. I had no health insurance. Nobody gives a shit. Oh, sorry. We're, we're getting backed up. I asked for a manager. They said they call me within 24 hours. I called back 36 hours later, still didn't get a call. And they still said nobody could talk to me. But this is just like, it's one thing after another. It's not just one industry where, where shit's going crazy. It's, it's the electric company. I called to switch my, my power bill from my builder to ourselves because we have to start paying for it. And they say there's no, there's no account set up because you don't have a meter. So I have to call back two more times to get this to go to their billing department to set up a meter. And our videographer, without naming names. Yeah, this was a very frustrating experience because some of you might remember back in November, we went to Joelle's house. So Joelle owns Fit Coach Pro with us. So we met Greg there, who is our other partner. And we were super excited. We like let my parents watch Kai for the day. We got babysitters. We were like, all right, we're going to make content all day long for Fit Coach Pro. And the guy we're working with has, he he's does very stuff for, well known he's well known. He's worked with some of the biggest names in the industry. He's a friend of one of our partners. It's a quote unquote friend. So, you know, we go up, this was November, I think it was right before Thanksgiving, the initial time we were supposed to get our videos and content back from him was um, right after Thanksgiving, I believe, he told Joel. We get nothing. Um, I believe you guys reached out like early December asking him, like, again, we're not being pushy. We just kind of wanted to know when we were going to get our stuff so that we could promote all of the things we had coming for Fit Coach Pro. Yeah, the whole point of this was we did a, a New Year's uh, push where we actually dropped pricing down. We gave new tiers. We dropped a new feature, Workout Builder, in our, in our software. Um, so we're going to do a big thing. So I initially, this was my fault because I didn't nail down a closing date as far as when we were expected to get the content. And it, so it, I, it wasn't in a contract that was signed. No. So I was frustrated or I was less frustrated because that was on me. I didn't specify the date. I told them by New Year's like that we want to use this for New Year's. Um, so that was just general expectation. Um, but I, the reason I was so calm, some calm, cool and collected was because I didn't actually know Joel did get a date from him. So Joel got the date of right after Thanksgiving. Yeah, we didn't find this out till recently. No, this was a few days ago. And then she had another date after that one was missed for what, right before Christmas or something like that? Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't know about those two, so I would have been a little more upset. But the most frustrating part about this whole experience was this whole time we had no feedback from this person like he'd never sent us an email we reached out multiple times and they were just ignored text emails for months text emails dms and you know the whole time this person's still posting on social media trying to get new clients all of this stuff so we're sitting here just trying to be patient being not trying being we very were patient being very wasn't patient. mad at all not even a little bit 
by the time he finally got back to us, I told him, listen, you know, I'm frustrated that you didn't respond. He apologized, said he had a thousand emails. Ours were now going to be on alert. So he would get alerted every time we sent an email. Like, that's cool. Delays, I totally understand. You overstretch yourself. It is what it is. We already missed that first deadline, so I'm not overly concerned. Let's just, you know, make sure this starts going forward. Then we get nothing again for another month. Yeah, it was like radio silence for another month. Um, you reached out. I believe you emailed a couple more times. Email, social media, <laughs> because he's on social media, so I sent him messages, um, and I, I finally left him a voicemail. I got I didn't have his number. I got it from who our one of our partners who was supposedly his friend. Um, left him a voicemail. I'm like, listen, don't mistake my patience for not caring because I'm now out of patience and I care very much. Um, so that night he actually refunded us. I didn't have any, I didn't see any messages come through until later that night. Um, he's like, listen, totally on me. I'm very sorry. I just sent the refund over and I'm going to have your content by, by Monday. So at this point I gave my team a couple options. I said, listen, if he completes the work, if we decide we want him to complete the project, we're going to pay him in full. We don't do, we don't ask for anything for free. That's just not the way this works. It's not the reputation I want to have. It's just not a good you know, source of karma. So I said, we can either pay him in full if he completes this, or we can keep the refund and cut our ties completely. Like my vote is to cut our ties completely because just based on principle alone, I do respect what he just did. And I told him that, like, I respect that you just offered the, you gave us the refund and offered to complete the work, but it's too little too late. It's you literally totally disregarded us for, you know, the entire duration of this project. This is, we're going on three months where you just didn't say anything to us. So we were so neglected. I'm like, principle alone, I cannot justify utilizing your work. And well, I don't, that's I don't the thing. To. Like at that point, I don't even want to promote that we worked with him. I don't want that work on our page because we don't align ourselves with people who do business like that. And it's just, it feels really shitty. And I'm sure it feels even shittier for Joel being friends with him at some point, but you know, it's just a very frustrating thing when you put an, you work all day to create this content that's supposed to last you months and months on one of your businesses. And we have plans for, it's not just fun content. We have plans for promotions for our business. We're building a business. We're building a brand. Right. We're taking over the fitness industry on all sides and you just didn't give a shit. Like you took other jobs after ours. You completed work as you're traveling. I understand you got all this travel going on. But these are newer jobs. You're doing new filming content and getting that content out to those newer clients and saying, fuck you guys, you don't matter, but essentially. That, the fact of the matter is when you have a paying client and you're not showing up for them, for every client the same way, regardless if they are a huge Instagram star or somebody who is a little bit of a smaller business, it, it's not a good look. And it, you're, that's going to come back and bite you in the ass. So I, I wish him all the success in the world. I truly do. Um, but, you know, you're not going to be working with Fit Coach Pro again. So that's where we're at with that stuff. The last one is really blowing my mind. So this is a new one that I kind of just heard about. Um, my grandma actually needs surgery. So she has a blockage in her, in her leg, I believe. She needs a stint put in. They, they got her on the operating table, told her they were putting in this nickel stint. And then she told them, I'm allergic to nickel. Like they didn't ask her this before that. Um, so they take her off the operating table. Tell her she's got to go see a specialist and an allergen or whatever it is. Um, but they didn't refer anybody. And she can't go in to see an allergist. Um, all they have is the pediatrics and no one else will return a phone call. So her toe is actually <laughs> on the verge of turning gangrene. Like she's on the verge of losing her toe or her foot. Nobody calls her back. She can't have the surgery to open up that blockage because they don't know if she's allergic to the stint. So this nonsense is going on and nobody's stepping up to the plate. When something is as serious as your health... 
because no one wants to go above and beyond and say, hey, this is my guy. Go talk to them. From there, we'll make sure this is taken care of. We'll get that surgery. And it's just across the board, you see all these different industries we're talking about. They're not related at all. But nobody wants to just do their job. Just do your fucking job. Just care about people and be a good person. That's what it is. It's lack of empathy, lack of care for another human being. And it, it, who knows where it's stemming from. Like you said, these are all different industries and completely different people doing what they're supposed to be doing, but they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. But it's like, do these people just not care about other people that like, is that plain and simple what it is? Or I don't understand it. Like it, it just seems like that. And it doesn't matter if you're in this position where you're directly affecting someone's life, like to that level, it can literally be, you know, you're a cashier at a grocery store, you're flipping burgers at McDonald's, whatever it is, like the interaction that you have with other people is going to set the tone for their entire day. So if you're a total douche and you know, you're throwing stuff at them, telling them, hurry up, come over here, whatever, you're just not doing your job and making them feel like they're totally unimportant and not worth your time. You're going to have that vibe carry out through that person. That person is going to carry that vibe through the rest of their day. It's going to affect their interactions with other people. If you go above and beyond on the other side of that perspective, if you're just smiling at someone, you just say hi, if you, you know, ask what their name is when they're coming up, get to know them a little bit, whatever the situation is in that brief period that you're interacting with them. If you can put a little happiness into their day, they carry that vibe. So the world has kind of sucked for the last couple of years. Everyone's negative. Everyone hates everything. and Everyone's really pissed off. Mental health is extremely low. We can change that. It's it's very simple. Just be a good person and stop being a fucking douchebag. Care about other people. Care about your neighbor. Care about people behind you in line. Hold the door for people. Actually genuinely care about different individuals that you see throughout the day. Total strangers, family, whatever the fuck it is. Be a good person and you're going to change the world. Your one interaction with that one person is going to be a snowball effect, an accumulative effect that everyone else can pass around. So it's up to you what vibe you're fucking putting out there. Yeah. I'm sick of this shit. You have no idea how much a simple smile or a thank you or a hey, how are you that is genuine can really turn somebody's day around. And you just, you don't know what people are going through at home. You, there are people probably in your family or your close friends who aren't opening up to you about certain things that they're struggling with. And by you taking that or choosing that, that's not what I'm trying to say. By you, you know, taking action and saying that one nice thing or simply just asking someone how they are or, hey, do you want to go get coffee with me for 10 minutes today or just something like make time for that person if it's somebody close to you or just if it's a stranger, just be nice. It can change their entire outlook on that day because you decided to be nice to them. Have a genuine smile on your face. And to kind of, I know we're a business podcast and we're kind of just talking about humanity, which I think is still a plus, but to kind of spin this in a business perspective, what we talk about as far as customer service. So let's just say you have a job where you handle, handle angry customer calls or whatever it is, rather than being defensive in that regard, take that as a challenge where you can step up and try to flip the script. So I've been on both sides of this coin as far as being the upset customer and being the person who flips the upset customer. And they both feel incredible. But what I mean by that is you can earn a customer for life. Let's say you're on the, the business side of things. You can earn a customer for life by taking someone who's upset about something and solving their problem. Because the reason they're so upset is because they've probably called in before or they've come in before. Their problem was totally unable to be resolved. Nobody was helpful. Nobody cared enough to try 
Because if you try and people see that, they typically don't get as mad. They're frustrated, but they're not as mad. So you take that angry person, you solve their problem, and you are genuinely apologetic for not being able to solve their problem earlier with whoever else they were dealing with. Hey, I'm I'm really sorry that no one else is able to take care of this, but I promise we're going to get this settled. We're going to get this taken care of for you. We're going to make sure this is is exactly what you need. So kind of in in an our world situation, why don't you talk about the messages you were sending in our, our group text yesterday? Yeah, so, you know, we had a couple of clients reach out recently. Um, One of them, she has been struggling with both of her children who are, I believe, under two years old or under three years old. Um, You know, they're struggling with sleep regression and they really it really just was impacting her so she was not getting her normal sleep. Um, She felt like she was at a point where she didn't couldn't continue coaching and she really just wanted to quit because her kids were not sleeping through the night. So, you know, as somebody who is a fellow parent and as somebody who understands that, I took five minutes out of my day to send her a video and she wasn't my client. She worked with one of our coaches who is no longer on working with us. But, um, you know, I took five minutes out of my day to just send her a quick message and let her know, number one, that I completely hear and see her like she is not alone we've worked with many clients who have been in her shoes before I have been in her shoes before obviously not with two kids but with one and it sucks so empathizing with her and also letting her know that this doesn't mean she has to throw her whole coaching experience and goals out the window and you know she wrote back to me yesterday and she was like your message brought me to tears like just hearing you say those words I needed to hear that so badly and she was like you know what you're right I don't want to throw this out the window she's kind of had it in her head that you know it has to look a certain way as far as tracking every macro and tracking all of her biofeedback and committing to all of her training where she was looking at it as an all or nothing approach. And what did we say at the beginning of this podcast is you can't wait for that perfect opportunity. You need to take what you can at each phase. And sometimes that's hard for a lot of our clients to understand because, you know, the way we do things is we really want this to fit your life. We want to meet you where you are. It's going to look different through different seasons of life. And when your kids are not sleeping through the night, that is certainly a season of life that's hard. So instead of having the expectation that you have to you know, fill all of these buckets as far as macros and biofeedback and tracking all of the things, how can we come up with a plan to scale things back and figure out what is going to work right now so that number one, you still feel good. You're still focusing on some type of goal for yourself while working through this really hard season. So what happened in that transaction? Let's say she came to us with an issue. She was not going to move forward because of this issue. But within that response, she felt heard, she felt understood, and she got a response back that was genuine. It was able to be, it was relatable, first of all, and it just kind of flipped her mindset because she was heard. It all starts with being heard and being cared about. Because that happened, she's now listening to what you actually have to say because it wasn't, oh, you can push through this, let's just keep working together. Because all they're hearing in that regard is keep paying me your money, keep giving me your money, keep giving me your money. But that wasn't the situation. If, the, if it was a situation where they really did need to stop, we are always supportive of that if it makes sense. But we're always going to tell them our feedback as far as, hey, I know this is tough. And if there's a way to work through it, we're going to work through it with you. And that's what she got from you. And that's when she decided, okay, this is still worth my investment. I am still going to invest in myself and I am still going to move forward. So those are the types of interactions that you need if it's your company to transform your company. If it's, you know, you working for somebody else to be able to climb that ladder. So to kind of continue to build off of that, it's difficult right now, especially, but 
I think generally as well with corporate culture, with office culture. Like if you are in a situation where customers are almost demonized, like I was in a previous situation where we were in retail. I won't say exactly what it was because there were pluses and minuses to this experience. And there's a lot of good people that I worked with, but in a general sense, let's say someone walks through the door they know who it is. And yet the guy sitting next to you goes, Oh fuck. Good luck with that guy. And what, what happens in your mind immediately? This is going to suck. This person is negative or whatever the situation is. You aren't going into that with a, a positive attitude. You're trying to get the fuck out of that situation as quick as possible. You're probably disregarding that customer. So to flip the script on that, becoming aware of that just being a thing is step one. So understanding your work culture, if that is something that you're currently dealing with and your coworkers are not the most positive people, isolating yourself away from those things. So kind of take a step back, put your wall up in that regard and give everything you have to your current clients. So take it as a challenge. This could be, oh, this guy thinks this is going to suck. Watch me go make this guy smile. I'm going to totally change this guy's attitude. We're going to have a great interaction, whether he buys whatever these guys are trying to sell them or not, I'm going to help this person. They're going to leave feeling better about and it. And not only are you helping that person, but you're, you're modeling what you can do to that coworker who has this, you know, notion that these people are the enemy. <laughs> like, Assuming they care in the slightest. Exactly. But that's what you got to, that's what you have to build on. It's, it's people, every, whatever business you're in, whether you like it or not, it's a, it's a people business and you have to be warm, kind, helpful, change their day positively, doing everything that you can to make sure these interactions are where they need to be. So little rant, just wanted to spin that into what rant, you should be doing. And a rant that turned positive. And again, we're here to teach you guys. And these are things that I'm sure many of you have experienced before. We've all experienced probably something like the things that we have experienced recently in the past couple of weeks, whether, I mean, it's everywhere. So I'm sure that you can relate in some aspect, but ultimately you are in control of what you put out in the world. And if we all focus on that, we can truly make such a big difference in all regard. To, to speak to you directly, the listener, sitting in your car, going on a walk, whatever it is. If I can give you one piece of advice is if you can be the person who's able to flip the script, if you can take that negative situation, turn it into a positive, just having that attitude towards everything that you move forward in, you will live in your wildest dream. Like everything you can imagine as far as success, you're going to achieve those things just by being a good person, just by doing things for the right reason. doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur running your own business. It doesn't matter if you're working for somebody else. If you can be that type of person and carry that vibe with you, that positivity alone is an attraction for your boss, for your customers, for whatever it is. And you're going to climb the ladder in any industry that you're in. And that's not to say there aren't going to be times where it's really hard to achieve that. And we're not saying that you should Nobody's fake it. Perfect. You, you shouldn't fake it till you make it either. There are going to be situations where you can feel those more negative, sad, frustrated emotions. But... Don't spend too much time there. Let yourself feel it and then ask yourself, how can I turn this around? How can I move forward from this? Give yourself a clean slate. So we're not going to dive into this, but you know, meditation, breathing exercises, things that you can do as a daily reset to put yourself in a situation where you can move forward positively and you're not carrying negativity from previous hour, the previous day, the previous week into the current moment. So I'm going to leave it at that. I think we hit on everything we needed to. I apologize for the rant, but we had to tie that in together and, and give you guys some context and just let you guys know it doesn't matter where you're at. This is something we all need to work on together to change the world.
So if you enjoyed this episode, please share it or leave us a review. Again, we appreciate it so much. Where can they find you? I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik, and we will catch you in the next one. Thank you.